I can make a fake snake. Do you not pee in the pool? Do you, 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 you not pee on the barbie? All of myself is clean. <laughs> Broadcasting from the Podcast Disruption Center, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, introduce one match per episode. To my co-host who has never watched wrestling, we will talk about the backstory, we watch that match, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. The purpose of this show, it's twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches. And secondly, as a window, you just peek through, you open up the curtains, and you, and you, you look... You look inside the window of the mind of the man of 54,097 compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the dirt bike daredevil, flying Ryan Murphy. Ryan, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good. Good. I mean, you got to be revved up after that intro. I put some extra gusto into it. I I I feel like the last two kind of merged, you know, Uh, daredevil, dirt biking, and flying high, you know. (laughs) I just... Well done, you know. Thank well you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm. Disruption. That's uh, uh, anyone yeah. who's not worked in tech may not be familiar with this, but like that is my most hated buzzword in in the tech industry right now is uh, disruptors and disruptions. Or has this come across your radar yet, Ryan? Um, I've seen a little, <laughs> in tech specifically. I've, I've uh, seen a little bit of it in like Silicon Valley, like the. <laughs> Okay, sure. Yeah, I just finished that show again, so I, that's <laughs> been something that's, you know. But you, I'm not specifically sure like what you're what you're referring to. I feel like every meeting that I'm in, uh, like that's a big corporate sort of like all hands type of thing. There's always ta- mm-hmm. always talk about like, oh, we're the original disruptors. Like it's not even enough to be a disruptor <laughs> in your industry. Industry is that exactly? Yeah, you can't even just be a disruptor in the industry. You have to be the original disruptor. And all these poser ass dis- disruptors that are come after you, fuck them. You're the original disruptor. Uh, and it's just weird. I don't, I don't know. It's just a, a strange, uh, uh, term that gets thrown around all the, all, all, all the time. Mm-hmm. Like we're trying to consider ourselves like the outsiders. Like we're getting inside all those fucking fat cats. Fuck them. Uh, we're going to shake up the industry, that whole thing. Um, you know, it's, it's not my thing, but if other people want to be the disruptors of their industry, so be it. I feel like we, we are the original disruptors of the podcast industry. Ah, uh, I see. We're I see shaking it up. All yeah. the Joe Rogans yep. and the uh, uh, <laughs> fucking what's what's that what's that lady? Uh, call her daddy. F- fuck them. <laughs> we're we're shake we're shake we're disrupting them. Yeah. Spotify, <laughs> yeah. their fucking million dollar things. Guess what? I, I I spend almost no money on this, and I get paid virtually. No, well, not well. Yeah, I think I've made at least two figures on this. <laughs> Two figures, man. I think I think it's roughly around two figures at this yeah. point. Yeah, so I'm fired up after that. You know, good. Well, I uh, want you, I want you to bring it now that we're virtual. Yeah. I think people are like, oh man, these guys are going to start phoning it in. Well, not so. Even though we are socially distanced, we're emotionally available, and we're here <laughs> to bring the fucking science, the cream, yeah. Yeah. right to your ears on a biweekly basis. So let's get right down to it, Ryan. 
Let me tell let me tell you about a thing that I did, and I want to get your insight on it. Okay. Just recently, uh, this past weekend, actually, I was at a bachelor party. Yeah, you re- you pass it along. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a great yeah, time. Right. You did. I noticed you didn't message me back during this bachelor party. I'm, I'm sure you were busy buying a dirt bike or doing whatever you were doing. <laughs> I I didn't know what to say. <laughs> You just say, like, fuck yeah, man. Like, that's all you need. Like, you just have to be my fucking hype man. I'm down here in Ben. This is pure dudeness. It was nice. Yeah. And then you say. You're supposed to say nice. Like, yeah, you say nice. You just say, fuck yeah, man. Like, you should be my flavor flave in that. I appreciated the update uh, for sure. Uh, And I I quickly, I glanced through it and, you know, made sure I got back to you by the end of the weekend. (laughs) Uh, I appreciate that. You know, you know what, what things people don't talk well i don't know well maybe people talk about it that that may be overstating it but you know what 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 should be stated for the record this is like extra wisdom for people for who don't already know this and maybe this is something that people should tell like younger folks about i don't know if this is necessarily enough of a reason to kind of like uh um dissuade them from making decisions that they shouldn't make but if nothing else bachelor parties are so much better the older you get mm. like i went to I, I did- Oh, young no, people ahead, bachelor parties and like woof rough time but then the older you get the more money you have holy shit what a great time so that was i think i mean it makes sense <laughs> i say like as you get to your scientifically like, tw- like it's your 20s are like ah eh, but your 30s like you know when you have money yeah and you know so how old were you what was like the youngest you were when you attended a bachelor party Twenty like six, I don't, like okay. So you didn't have any friends who got married like right out of high school or anything like that. No, no, actually, like very. Um, it was it was late with everybody. Still, like not that many of my friends are married. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, for me, I had a couple friends who got married. I remember one of our bachelor parties was just in their apartment, and like we asked him questions about uh, his soon-to-be wife, and like waxed his body, and like that was it. And then another bachelor party, I remember we went to Hooters and then went back and played like poker. It's like, you know, you, you have no money to spend. And so even when yeah. you're going to like these Hooters things, you're like, uh, I, can't, I can't get the most expensive thing on the menu. I need, <laughs> I need to find something more conservative. But now it's just like, fuck it. You're just blowing like all this cash on like nice meals. And like, yeah. I, here, here's how I know that I've made it, Ryan. This is like how I knew that, fuck it, man. I've, I've done the deal. We all had our own beds when we went on that bachelor party. Uh, we sprung for it. That, that's that's a yes. I agree with that. It's a fucking baller move. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I don't. I think that's good wisdom. Like I, 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 I recently had an experience, not a bachelor party per se, but like a get together where we didn't have our own beds. It was fucking like disaster yeah it was awful like <laughs> i've learned that lesson like and to, to be fair i've got a couple years on you so like you have time to sort of like grow into this and like for me right. i've definitely spent plenty of bachelor parties even in the past you know five or six years or whatever where that wasn't the case and like i didn't have my own bed but like now i'm never turning back i'm never sleeping in a bed with another man at a bachelor party was it was it different beds same like same house same hotel or was it like you all were in like yeah. Different rooms completely. No, we didn't have our own rooms. So, like, uh, it was usually, like, two to three guys to a room. Um, yeah. There'd be, like, you know, two beds in a room or one bed or whatever the case may be. Like, it was, like, two suites that had, like, a three-bed operation attached to them, that sort of thing. Yeah. But one thing that I did find 
when I was at this uh, this bachelor party. I love a cold room. And I didn't realize how much I love a cold room until I went there. I don't, that doesn't surprise. I, yeah. I don't know who loves a hot room. <laughs> Some people do. Some people like, like warm rooms. No, that's, I mean, you can make yourself hot. Just get on the blankets. You can't do anything. Right. What's yeah, your ideal I mean, sleeping temp, Ryan? As cold as you can. I will sleep outside if I have like <laughs> blankets and, you know, enough to keep like, you know, I feel like cozy in my, you know, in my space. Like that's, sure. I don't care how cold it is, but if it gets like past a certain temperature, you, there's nothing you can do about it. You're just fucked. Like, well, I understand. Yeah, I know. I, I totally understand. I'm right, right there with you, brother. But I see like an AC unit in that, in that unit. Yeah. Do you have a, it's set to a specific temp? Oh, so th- yeah, this one's like set. Yeah, you. It's sorry. <laughs> Are we going to go down a Ryan's I'm corner tangent? It has a has an arrangement where you can only set it to like a certain temperature during the summer. Okay, that's like seventy four degrees. So it was fucking hot one night, and I went down there, and I was like, I'm going to just turn it down like a you know mm-hmm. couple, and uh, it didn't do much but like by the next morning i woke it up and it was back up to 74 you know like so i think i don't know like exactly what temperature i sleep at but 74 is not ideal it's a little hot in my, in my opinion uh, wait 74 degrees yeah that's ridiculous ridiculously hot yes yeah how can anyone yeah, be I, expected to live in that those conditions I have a fan that kind of like cools down a little bit, but that's right. about it. Like, yeah, I sleep with no blankets. Like I, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> sure. As, as so. you should. When we, so I was split in a room with two other guys. Like one guy had kind of his own room situation and me, me and another guy, the lowest, the, uh, so I was in Bend, Oregon, the lowest I could get the, the temperature to was 65. And there were mm, points nice. where I was like, I would have gone lower than that. I would have even gone lower than, I, I wanted to, to get it to 60, but it wouldn't do it. I, I don't I, I don't understand um, any reason for anyone who doesn't like like if they like their room a little bit warmer I just you got to wrap yourself up more you got to wrap yourself up there's no reason <laughs> a room shouldn't be as cold as possible when you're sleeping absolutely yeah for sure I for me I think like 66 to 67 is like ideal that's the ideal sleeping yeah. temp for me sure. that might be it I don't know I I don't know the temperatures I don't have a a reader in here uh, but. Keep it cool in the in the winter. It's a little bit of a bummer when it's cold and you have to get out of bed. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the only downside. But like you know, once you get back on that homeowner train, Ryan, you'll you'll be all into that thermostat lifestyle. You're going to know exactly what temp every room is in the house. The what train? That homeowner train. The homeowner train. Yeah. yeah. Once you're back on pump. that heat pump train. Yeah, that that heat pump train exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of related to that topic, one thing that I was thinking about because, like, anytime you're like traveling or whatever, it's always like at the forefront of your mind. Like, okay, like I'm having to kind of go outside of my norms. What is it that I'm doing exactly to kind of like help me kind of get into like my normal routine as much as I can? What is what is your your night night time routine look like, Ryan? Like, if you're trying to like kind of conk out at the end of the night, what does that what does that look like for you? We've got a balmy 74 degree room. Yeah. <laughs> no covers. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just try to find like something on YouTube and watch it until I can't anymore. And then turn the TV. I, I don't really have a good routine. I just, I, but I go to bed pretty early, like eight thirty nine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What time are you I up? I have, what's that? What time are you up in the morning? Eight thirty nine. I, I wake up at five thirty. 
Okay. All right. Okay. That's not too but too like, crazy, but I'm I'm just I'm not really a morning person. I'm not really a night person. <laughs> so like I have limited time on what I can actually like get stuff done. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I once I turn the TV off, that's what I'm. I just try to lay down, go to bed. It's not exciting. I don't really have any good tips. I'm not like that good of a sleeper, but it works occasionally. <laughs> well, maybe you could uh, benefit from my sleeping routine then, from the sounds of it. What's your sleep routine? Well, so first of all, actually, I was thinking about this today. I think you gave me a complex about my sleeping routine because I played for you my uh, my noise machine one time, and you were, like, shocked by it. Well, it was probably fucked up. Was it? <laughs> it was not fucked up, for the record. It was just, it's just a loud fan sound, but it was so loud that I think you were very taken aback by it. Or fucked up. It, well, I wouldn't say fucked up. Okay, it's not okay. like I'm listening to, like, fucking orphans crying or anything, Ryan. It was just a fan. It just happened to be a loud fan. It drowns out all the road noise and all the shit that happens near Hedonism 4, okay? But Oops. you planted the seed of, like, maybe I'm f- fucking weird. Maybe this is, like, a w- too loud of a thing to have on. And then my niece and nephew were, like, visiting not that long ago, and I played it for them, and they were just giving me the fucking weirdest looks. Look, They were looking at me like I had turds hanging out of my ears. I I totally get that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so then on this bachelor party, I bring this noise machine because I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that like, you know, people are cool with this. So I made a point to like, hey, I'm going to play this right now. And like, they were totally fine with it. So I think everybody else is the weird ones. I think everybody, most people are understanding like, hey, this is like a normal thing that people do. I <laughs> But maybe that's what maybe that's part of it. That's not even the whole thing. So I need my noise machine. That's like part one. Yeah. I, ha- I have a I have two noise machines. I have one that lives in my home, and then I have one that lives in my backpack that I take when I go traveling. It was only like twenty five thirty bucks. Best one of the best purchases I ever made. And so I've got that. Uh, oh, go ahead. Okay. Do, I mean, does it run off batteries? Like what? Uh, electricity. You just plug it in the wall. But if you're in. So you take like when you're camping or like when you I don't take it camping. No, that's like the one time I like don't bother bringing it. Okay. It's like a hotel thing. It's like a hotel Airbnb thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But not a, not a big camping thing, but um but yeah, I bring that noise machine and then if I'm at home, what I'll do is I will um I'll put on either Peacock. I'll put on some classic '80s wrestling. Uh, that usually conks me out because it like is enough to keep my attention, but like not, not so captivating where I can't turn away. So like that's the the main thing I'll do occasionally. I'll put on like some video game stuff, one of those two things, and then I'll just kind of slowly drift off. And like right before, right while I have a little bit more consciousness left, I'll turn the TV off. Maybe even still have the audio playing, so I'm still like listening to it through my phone, uh, through the Roku. Very, very great handy app on for your phone where you can actually listen to your TV audio through your phone so you don't wake your partner up, everybody. Uh, and so <laughs> they'll do that, and then eventually it's just a very peaceful way to, to conk out at the end of the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Have I sold you on this? Is this something no, that I appeals mean, so, to you? So I, I think I, Greta needs the TV on to go to sleep. Okay. Um, I don't. I have turned it off now. I used to, but like... You know, I've grown up, grown out of that. <laughs> sure, uh, right. Guess what? She will never. Funny, like, I was, you know, just another Boy Meets World references. If we had, you know, haven't had enough. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's the number one science and Boy Meets World podcast out there in Pacific Northwest <laughs> slash high desert area. Sure. <laughs> there, um, there, Sean, like, goes, he's sleeping in the same bed with his brother. They have to, you know, because 
of damage to their part, whatever. Okay. Um, but he starts playing <laughs> sounds of the trailer park. <laughs> okay. Like that's, that's how he falls asleep. He has a tape of like sound. And it just reminds me of your situation with like your, your fucking loud fan. Like it's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's unneeded. It's unnecessary and ridiculous, but it makes you, you know, fall asleep. You're comparing uh, my noise machine with a loud fan sound to sounds of the trailer park. Is that what I'm getting at? I'm just referencing like the idea of what you need to fall asleep um, and how some people feel about it. I'm a particular sleeper. I'm, I sleep very like traditionally also like no light, totally total darkness. Yes. I have blackout curtains. I do not like any light. Like it used to be when I was like a teenager, I would like yeah. put something in front of my clock so that I couldn't even see the clock light. I'm in full agreement with that. <laughs> Good. And even like a little bit of like, you know, background, like, so, um, but like, I don't need like a fucking fan, you know, blowing through the speakers in my ear to put me to sleep. Are you on a quiet uh, street there in Vegas? Yeah. Okay. See, I'm not. I've got a very busy street, so I need something to like drown out road noise and and you know barking dogs and all that bullshit. So for me, the the noise machine's yeah. an essential part of that. But whatever, whatever you know, some people just can't sleep. So whatever gets you, like you know, your head on the pillow and then out. Well, know, I. Uh, I can I can appreciate uh, I, I can appreciate that and maybe maybe you can take some of my my tips and, and get yourself you know really really settled in sleep wise we can get a nice rested well, ride I, for once I have a fan I have a real fan I don't need like a re- recorded fan I have an actual fan that just blows air on me but in the winter time in the winter time like then so here's what's gonna happen right still goes in the winter time Eric I oh, told you, t- you like a cold room. <laughs> I mean, that seems like an unnecessary energy expense, but I mean, that's just me. I guess if you're living off of somebody else's energy dime, then you don't really care so much. Oh, we split it. Oh, okay. Well, then then, <laughs> then, then everything's okay. <laughs> There's one, let's see, there was another thing I wanted to ask you about. Oh, that's right. We have to, well, we don't have to. I guess I'll leave it up to you. So last episode, one of the things that came up was Mandela effects. Yeah. That's uh, like the... <laughs> Other dimensions, like <laughs> yes, things going uh, on that, yeah. You know, false memories that have been implanted into our brains uh, and, and you know, or maybe, no, 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 actually, I take that back. It's real memories of, like, the way things really were, but then this alternate dimension has seeped into ours, and so, like, now we're getting kind of these false things in. So, yeah. uh, actually, if you're if you're interested, I'll leave it up to you. I found the, the the most reputable of scientific establishments I found had a, uh, a quiz, a Mandela Effect quiz. And, like, I'll probably cut it down a little bit. We don't need to, like, people don't need to hear you take, like, each element of this quiz. But, like, just to kind of get a flavor for it, would you care to see it? Yeah. yeah okay. Please. Bear with me for one moment. So if you get less than 10 out of 15 on this, you are from an alternate dimension or whatever the whatever it is that they say here. Oh, BuzzFeed. Oh, you're probably in an alternate reality. That's right. BuzzFeed, the most reputable. Like, right, It's like neck and neck. You got Harvard, and then you have uh, BuzzFeed. And let me know once it kind of pulls up for you. I'm looking at the what colors are oh, Uncle Sam's hat is yeah, the first, okay, first question okay. on our quiz. Yeah, I'm going through it. Okay. All right. Feel free to narrate as you're surprised or not surprised by these things. Oh, my God. I'm doing terrible. <laughs> um <laughs> How far are you so far? I am four questions in. Okay. Okay. Holy, I 
It sounds like it's not going so well for for young flying it's Ryan not, Murphy over um, here. Oh, Oscar Meyer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I've almost gotten almost like every one of these wrong. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And they're not terribly difficult questions. I just. I mean, I think we know what this means. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do well. I got seven out of 15. <laughs> oh, okay. So you got like half then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there any one in particular that surprises you the most of this, uh, this Buzzfeed quiz? Fuck. Like, <laughs> you know, like some of them are looking like, what did I miss? Uh, I had target cracked. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Perfect. I missed the saw reference. That, I mean, I've never seen a saw movie, but I, I, I think I, that was one of the ones I clicked on just out of curiosity. And I also, I also missed yeah, it. Yeah. I missed Tony the Tigers. Okay. Um, I don't I, think anyone got, remembers that Tony the Tiger has a blue nose. Jesus Christ. Like, I got Henry the <laughs> Third. Henry. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Big, big history uh, buff, that Ryan. Let's see. Oscar Meyer threw me off. I'm not even sure that's fucking correct. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Meyer with an E. I mean, I think I have to think back to, like, the song because, let's see. Okay. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's Ant. Yeah, see, it's M A Y E R. That's the song. Yeah, but like, if you look at the, it doesn't look correct. But I think it's the way they frame these things. Like, (laughs) you think that there's some BuzzFeed shenanigans? Are you calling into question the integrity of this BuzzFeed quiz? There's something going on. Uh, Pikachu, I got right. Sketches, I got right. Kellogg's, I got right. Um, So you did well. Well, I mean, well, you didn't I, actually do well. You I didn't, didn't do that well. <laughs> Looney Tunes, I got right. Um, do you think there's anything? Sex in the City, I got right. Yeah. Okay. What did I, what did I miss? I missed Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Oscar Mayer. Uh, and then I missed, like, Fruit of the Loom kind of threw me off. I had it with, like, what's that called? That that basket. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. the uh, It's a cornucopia. Right? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And then Kit Kat, I got wrong. <laughs> and oh, then I got uh, Uncle Sam wrong, so. <laughs> well. You can't you can't get them all. Do you, so do you? No, I. I what did I pick? Oh, I picked red and white. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, okay. So anyway, that's that's where I'm at. Seven out of fifty on my. Uh, do you, so? Do you think there's anything anything to these uh, these alternate dimension rumors now that you've experienced? So what is that supposed to mean? Like it's supposed to mean so so uh, according to the the people that are big into these Mandela effect theories. Which do you know why it's called the Mandela effect? No, I just looked up what it was last time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's named so it's named after Nelson Mandela, who was like uh, okay, you know yeah. the political figure. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, there was a large number of people who thought that he died in prison. He did not die in prison. He was released, and then he became you know the head of South Africa. Uh, but a lot of people thought that he did, and so that's why it was titled the Mandela Effect because people swore that he died in prison. Uh, and so the 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 theory from these people is that your brain is remembering it correctly, but there's like bits and pieces of information that are seeping in from these, you know, multiverses and alternate dimensions that are kind of, you know, removing bits of information from our universe and kind of replacing it on the internet with, you know, alternate parallel dimensions. Uh, like the Sinbad movie, I think it was Kazam, which didn't actually happen. Uh, and, and all the examples that you saw here today. So like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it's weird to like that theory. I think like, multiple like verses and like different ways you can kind of like 
Uh, it's interesting, but I don't like agree with like tie. Is it tied down to like memories that specific Mandela theory, or is it like there's actually like kind of like alternate like universes where you made different decisions in your life? You know, like is that? I think I think it's tied to to information on the internet that is being distorted from what the actual version that happened in our reality is. Oh, that's what it is. It's like actually tied to because that. Okay, that. <laughs> Is that now, now you're on board with this now? Is that? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Like, I do think there's fucking some issues with the. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I think there's some some issues with uh, things being distorted for sure, but not like in a. I'm not passionate about anything to be like a conspiracy theorist. So, sure. like, I, but I just think like probably like that could be a real thing. <laughs> I don't remember how long your lease is, but I hope by the end of it, like you're super, super deep into these Mandela effect shit. Well, like you're going to we'll, conventions. We'll check, in. we'll check in. Like you know, maybe <laughs> this will be like a jumping off point. Yeah. And uh, quarterly. No, but yeah, I, d- I definitely think that it could skew some <laughs> some views or some memories of real life. Yes. Events. I mean, sure. Uh, why not? Let's let's go with that. I I well, like yeah. I like this direction that you that Vegas Ryan is going. Yeah, just in. make something in the next episode. We'll we'll check back in. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see here. We probably have time for one more non wrestle talk thing before we kind of get into the stuff. One other thing, actually, and I think this actually ties in with uh, something we were talking about last episode. Last episode, didn't we talk about like tipping? Specifically around like food trucks and stuff like that. I'm remembering. Was it last? We've we've discussed it before. I don't know if it was last episode, but we discussed it. Okay. It may have been the last uh, in-person episode before you you took off. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that also on this bachelor party that sprung to mind, one of, and I'm not a, a, a especially guilty person, but one thing that I do carry a lot of guilt for uh, is my lack of tipping cleaning staff at hotels, because I believe that those are people who are absolutely deserving of tips, and I yeah. never, ever remember to do it. And when I do, it's just like loose change and shit that's in my pockets. Yeah. How do you, is that, you leave like money in the room? I've seen hotels where they have like little envelopes where it's like, hey, like leave your tip here, like that sort of thing. Yeah, the idea is like you're no. just kind of like leaving it in a place where it's like, oh, like this is clearly meant for, you know, cleaning staff, that sort of thing. I, Are you I just now hearing about this? Yeah. <laughs> Am I just hearing about this? Yeah, you, did you not know this was a thing until now? No, not, I mean, not really. Like, it's, but like that, you're, that's a service that should be tipped for. I totally agree. Like, um, and maybe we're getting into like, again, where do you where do you draw a line but like i think they totally like do the work that you know goes unrecognized and it Mm. makes for a nice like you know i mean you walk i like hotels because they're fucking clean when i walk in there they do a really nice job like folding things nicely and like right having it kind of you know pristine looking yeah totally i i don't know like i i guess to think of it like the hotel that we that we stayed at there was definitely a booger on the wall in one of the rooms so maybe It wasn't as yeah, big of a deal. Was, if I was a host, I would never clean a booger. I would totally miss that for sure. Like, there's no doubt. <laughs> I would never I'd clean thought, a booger. Yeah, I would just know, like, what I have. I'm supposed to make the beds. You probably clean the bathroom, maybe the counters. Sure. But I would never fucking check for a booger on the wall. <laughs> That's that true. Would go unnoticed by me. I could so, see that. Yeah, yeah you probably get in a routine. You're not you're not thinking to check the walls for boogies. I I can understand that. The walls. Yeah. That's that's maintenance's job. Right? <laughs> Mate, maintenance. When they paint over the booger, like, you know. 
Uh, uh, I heard about the weirdest tipping scenario, like literally just last night, and I immediately made a note to myself about it mm-hmm. because I'd never, ever, ever heard about this before or even given it any thought before. It was completely foreign to me, and this has got to be the weirdest situation I've ever heard of tipping in. Cable installer. No, I don't know if you can tip them, can you? I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and they were talking about, like, tipping their cable installers. And one of the guys was like, yeah, I give them like 40 bucks. And it's like, what the fuck? A cable installer? Like, what is this, anarchy? Like, we're tipping for everything all the time now? Okay, I agree with you like 100%. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to tip for and what, I I have no idea. And like, I think presumably you have to think that like these cable installers are getting paid well enough to not be tipped. Absolutely. So you wouldn't throw like a, that set, and I would not tip them. I would for sure. I'm not. I'm just making like I'm just saying. But I would for sure not tip them. But like they do get under your fucking house and like deal with like maybe rats and spiders and like shit like that. And some of them have done like a pristine job of like actually like running cable certain ways that like you know makes it discreet and like and they do like a really. But that said, I would hope that fucking whoever is they work for is paying them enough to not have to be tipped because like that again it just goes in, like where do you draw the fucking line like. You know, do you just do you tip on your cable bill every month? Right. You know, just tip, like, like, where does it stop? Like, it's crazy. That this isn't this is insanity. No, you know what? You make a good point. I think that if if someone was in a situation, and like honestly, I hadn't even given any thought to this, but like if someone would clue me in on the fact, like, hey, this person like had to go underneath your house and like a crawl space and do a bunch of bullshit there. You know what? Sure. Give the guy a fucking tip in that scenario. I totally get that. But like I had an install that lasted, I think, five or five and a half hours at my house. And like it wasn't especially complicated, but it just took fucking forever. And it's like I the thought of giving this person a tip never crossed my mind because like the entire time I'm like, this fucking dude is stretching this out so long because he doesn't want to go to another job after this. And so like just the idea of fuck having to like tip anytime you're like interacting with another human being, it's madness. It's total madness. And you never know where to draw the line. And it's, it's, it's like, it's difficult to deal with your day to day when you don't know who the fuck you have to tip. Like it is (laughs) like, I, I, I'm like, I'm pretty much tipping fucking everybody out here in Vegas. I like, I only do a few things, right? I get like food, uh, maybe go out, like get a, you know, Uber eats. Sure fucking go to the casino you tip fucking everybody in this town like and it was even getting like that way in seattle like you're tipping for it's it's crazy it's like they can oh, i'm not trying to like make a statement but like it's like they're driving down wages and then just picking up like having you just fucking make up for it with right goddamn tips like what yeah the fuck? just pay people fucking livable wages and then the rest of us don't have to fucking it's, worry about this bullshit it's insane what happened like we're, we're on the hook for this now not even like you know like it's just, I don't get it, it, but it fucking pisses me off and I don't know where the, where the line is. And I think, you know, that's a good discussion. Like that should be brought up in all places. Like don't have political discussions anymore at the family dinner. Have fucking tipping conversations and we can all like grow and figure out where to draw the line. Yeah. Yes. Right. Teach uh, parents, teach your children about tipping early and often. Okay. Like the mm-hmm. birds and the bees, like they'll figure that shit out. They're on TikTok. Yeah. They'll learn soon enough. But tipping, <laughs> yeah. that shit does not get discussed in, in nearly the. If you get into your 30s, you don't know what the fuck you're doing anymore. You know, like you shouldn't <laughs> live life like this. Right. Exactly. Home ec, they don't teach you about that. Okay. So it's up to you, yeah. the parents, to kind of figure this shit out and sort it out so I, that your I kids th- know. I think it's a. 
it's a millennial like thing. I, my dad's like very strict on who the fuck he will tip. I don't know if your like parents are the same way, but like, yeah, he, he knows who he's going to tip. <laughs> and he, he'll like, he'll tip by, if, you know, dinner, like whatever. But like, if there's a situation where he doesn't think a tip should be like, he, it's not happening. He'll wait in line to sign that check with no tip. If that has to be the case, like, you know, and I think we're just like us where we're fucked and we just tip everybody. Yeah. When you're a cable installers. Like, right. Exactly. That's why they have all the money and we have none of the money, Ryan. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, I don't know. I don't know where to draw a line, but it's a, it's an issue. We'll figure it out. You know, by the end of, by the end of this run, we're going to, we're going to have a solid line in the sand of who you tip and who you don't cable okay. installer. I, that's I, a yeah. firm. No, unless they're under your house, unless they're doing wacky ass shit, then yes, maybe. So we don't really have a line. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a firm. It's more of a line than it was before. I didn't even think that there was a line there. I did. I thought it was just yeah. a no in all cases, but maybe it's a yes sometimes, but very rarely. We'll, we'll sort it out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll get behind. I'll get behind that. Uh, should we talk about a wrestling match here today? Yeah, let's uh, let's dive in. Let's fucking do it, man. Let's fucking do it. So one guy that we have seen a time or two, Ryan, is one of the all-time greats, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Uh, so I don't know if you remember him. We've we've seen him twice. We saw him way back in episode ten. He was part of a four-on-four match, the Dream Team versus the Million Dollar Team. We also saw for one of our mini sods, which uh, for anyone who hasn't checked those out, I, I always really liked uh, doing those. But he was he did a promo on one of our mini sods that you also seem to appreciate, where he was talking about hard times and the steel workers getting laid off and all sorts of other good <laughs> stuff. So. The highest highs of Dusty Rhodes' career, those were a little bit before my time. Like, he was probably the biggest star of the 70s. Uh, but I have very fond memories of Dusty showing up and cutting these legendary promos and being a pretty regular presence throughout the 1990s on commentary. So, with the American Dream status, it's not surprising that his sons would also go on to follow in his footsteps and become pro wrestlers themselves. So as a precursor to our match here today, an appetizer to to what we're going to be watching, I wanted to show you a little clip of Dusty and his son Dustin in WCW and one of my all-time favorite promos. Now, this promo that you're going to see is not directly related to the match that we're going to be watching here today, uh, but it's still a good watch. Now, Dustin, his son, was known at that time as the natural Dustin Rhodes because he had a lot of God-given ability in the ring. He just seemed like a, a natural wrestler, that sort of thing. And not too long after the clip that we're about to see, Dustin would leave WCW and make his way to the WWF. So let's watch that clip really quick here uh, just to kind of give you a feel for Dusty, Dustin, that whole uh, family dynamic there. Oh, yeah. Our big match is coming up tonight. It's father and son together for the very first time in WCW. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes at his son's side, Dustin Rhodes. Let's take a look at what has transpired. Leading Prime up wrestling match. fans right here. I knew you'd like that. Here we go. So bear with me just for a minute. I want to talk to my son. Great shirt, too. the whole world. When you were born, when you were a baby, and when you were born, I went off to seek my fame and fortune. I neglected you. Then later on, when I became world's heavyweight champion, I neglected you. Then lately I became this corporate cowboy, if you will, in public with a suit and tie on, and I neglected you. And when it came down to choose a partner, I was off in Hollywood, and I neglected you. Let me tell you something. Bunkhouse Buck 
Let me tell you, Colonel Parker, they all nothing but chicken thieves. That's all they are, brother. Chicken thieves, Ryan. Let me tell you something else. Terry Funk is nothing but a low life, watermelon thief, egg sucking dog. <laughs> and let me wow. tell you something about Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, my son, offered up his innocence and you paid him back in scorn. The hell with you, Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson has never been nothing but a walk behind her. And when you walk behind and you're not a leader, then the view never changes, baby. The view never changes, baby. The view never changes. You have the ability to be the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. There is not a greater athlete at your age in this sport. But I, I would ask your favor. I want to ask you a favor in front of, in front of God in the whole world. I know that the Clash of Champions on August the 24th, you put your name on the dotted line. I don't want you to look for another partner. I don't want you to go and find another man. I don't want you to go out and get on your knees and bag another scum-sucking pig to be your partner. I'm asking you if you can carry this old out of shape, old bent out, old spindly legged man. I want to be your partner. I don't need no handshake because out there right now tonight, there's, there's people with their brothers and their sisters and their wives. They are blood. The Kennedys were blood. The Earps were blood. The roads are blood. I don't need a handshake. What I need now from you is just a hug and a kiss to seal the deal, baby. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was pretty fucking dramatic. So there you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot there. Fuck. I got goosebumps. I've been sitting yeah, here and I got goosebumps it didn't even take long to get goosebumps you know he went right into it when I neglected you as a child yeah the, the view never changes like when he repeats yeah. that over and over it's just like oh man this is uh this is good stuff but uh gosh what a great promo i love i love every once in a while i'll go back to that and and rewatch it but that's yeah. kind of a you already see you've seen dusty before it's it's been a while admittedly but that's kind of an introduction to dustin Rhodes. uh any anything else around that promo that we should uh discuss or they have any questions about there's a lot there, but I think I was able to soak it all in. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, so that again, that doesn't actually tie in with our match here today, but it is an introduction uh, to Dustin Rhodes, who, as we mentioned earlier, would make his way to the WWF. And one thing that we talked about last episode, which you, if you have forgotten or anyone who hasn't actually listened to it, you should check it out. It featured Stone Cold Steve Austin mm. taking on Jake the Snake Roberts and the King of the Ring with the rocket ship of, that's right austin 316 the, the birth of that uh, <laughs> monumental catchphrase but um one thing that we discussed in that episode was vince mcmahon and and his propensity uh, and how he's not big on using other people's creations he always likes kind of building his own toys and using those things and etc so with that in mind dustin was pitched a new character as you saw in that clip 
Dustin was kind of like a cowboy. That's basically what he was in real life. He's just, you know, a Texas cowboy guy. So this character that he was pitched when he came to the WWF, it was a pretty significant change from being a hunting, dipping, second-generation Texas cowboy, as I'm sure you can uh, associate (laughs) with. dipping in there. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves dip. Young and old, grizzly grizzly green, all all the way around, which you left at the camping site, by the way, Ryan. I did. You did. We set up I a sh- couldn't find it. <laughs> we found it, and we left a little shrine for you. So we had the grizzly green, and we had all the other stuff there waiting for you. Should have left it as a prize for everyone. Uh, <laughs> the camp, you know, the camp, the anyway, tournament. Yeah, that's good to know. <laughs> that would be good. So, um, any guesses what this new character would end up being, uh, Ryan? Any any insight? Any any thoughts? Any Dustin? guesses? Yeah, for Dustin. You see, you saw him. What what would you what would you make Dustin if you had to kind of build a wrestler from scratch? What character would you assign this guy? So you're saying he was kind of like who he was portrayed as in that last clip. Yeah, he, in real life. Exactly, exactly. In real life, he was just like Dusty Rhodes' kid. I not anything at all about him. I loved what he was. He, that's a Southwestern guy right there. <laughs> you I liked the cactus, shirt. the cactus Western I shirt? I loved it. Like, I, I, I think I mentioned it at the beginning of the clip. Like, that would be, you know, who I, I wouldn't change much about him. I don't know. Did they, did they shake him up? They shook him up a little bit. Let me let me hit you with what they did with, with old Dustin here, yeah. okay? All right, so so saddle in for this one, Ryan, because we're going to go on a hell of a little ride. Saddle, just, just keeping it southwestern. That's right. Uh, the new character would be known as Gold Dust. Jesus. <laughs> so Gold Dust was an androgynous man in a wig, dressed head to toe in a golden bodysuit with his face painted gold, and he was obsessed with Hollywood films. Uh, often quoting from them in his interviews. Basically think of like the Academy Award, the Oscar, brought to life. It's a bummer. Was that your second option? I know you said first thing was, hey, bring him as a cowboy. Would your second option have been androgynous man in a gold bodysuit? Yeah, I'm just I'm disappointed already. <laughs> well, you haven't uh, even seen him yet, Ryan. We haven't even seen him yet. I'll, you're going to okay. see a clip, though, momentarily. So maybe maybe once you see him, you'll change your tune a little bit. Yeah. So supposedly, when this character of Gold Dust was originally pitched to Dustin, he immediately said yes. And then after he hung up the phone, he, he looked up the word androgynous, uh, as it had been thrown around quite a bit during that initial pitch meeting. Uh, and he immediately became concerned and began to second guess his decision to move forward with the character, which for anyone who does not know, androgynous means uh, male and female qualities, essentially, like kind of un- unclear, uh, undefined as far as that's uh, that's concerned. So nonetheless, even with kind of this uncertainty in the back of his mind, Dustin threw himself into the character despite it being a complete departure from his real life personality. So I would say that probably the most notable and controversial trait about Goldust is that he was heavily, heavily implied to be a predatory gay man leaning into a homophobic edge more than any wrestler before or since in an attempt to rile up the crowd. Okay, let me... So, so he was portrayed as this, was it, was it like a gender thing or was he like a gay, like kind of I mean, deal that he, and he was also like homophobic to some degree or? Well, I mean, his character was not homophobic, but like you, if you didn't, well, it he was, was heavily implied that he was gay and he would his like. His character or he was? His, his character. 
Oh, okay, okay. The character of Goldust was heavily implied to be, like, a predatory gay man. So, like, during his matches, he'd, like, feel up his opponents and they'd get, like, all, f- like, sketched out and stuff. Okay. Yeah. And, like, during his promos, he would also, like, make a lot of, like, really, really over-the-top sexual innuendo. And it was kind of playing into, like, this sort of, like, you know, mainstream, like, so, I don't want some guy touching me sort of thing. Like, this is basically what it was. He doesn't want some guy touching him. No, like the fans. Fans would see Goldust like rubbing his opponents, and they'd be like, "What the fuck is he doing?" Like, so, like the fans were a little bit more homophobic. Like that's kind of well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd say society as a whole was probably a little bit more homophobic no, in the nineties. Like, it, it that's not shocking. <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, not at all. Like, I, I, but like, just out of, was he maybe gay? Like to begin with, no. It, he's he's playing this character though. Yes, like fully. Yes. He he okay. is a married man with a with a young daughter. But he could be gay. We don't know. Like, I mean, well, they did ask him to play this. I mean, he's still around like thirty years later, and he's like married with a wife and that stuff. I I mean, it's possible, but I don't think that he is. Well, with the fans ridiculing him at every you know possible. <laughs> that did happen. That did happen. But yeah, they, they would do storylines where he was basically like. So, for example, there was a guy named Ahmed Johnson who was like unconscious on a gurney, and so Goldust went up to Ahmed Johnson and like under the pretenses of giving him mouth to mouth, basically like kissed him when he was unconscious on the gurney and left all this like gold paint all over Ahmed Johnson's mouth, and like yeah. Ahmed yeah. got. Yeah. pissed like this in the storyline he got like super pissed and started like breaking down doors and like beating the shit out of people trying to find gold dust like that's what the character was it was like <laughs> this guy that was like touching on a homophobic nerve and trying to use like yeah, these tactics yeah. what, to get under people's skin uh, what year was this this was 1995 that he debuted that's probably a fucking good year to like hit on <laughs> You want to rile up a possibly like homophobic, like maybe even country, like the 1995 might have been the, not, uh, maybe not the best. I'm just saying like, it was kind of like maybe teetering, like it was starting to, but still like there was this like backlash. Yeah, I, 1995, just like, you know, like <laughs> 1995 would be an interesting year to see how all this played out. Um, it, Like it's kind of interesting because like the attitude era for the WWF had not yet started in earnest quite yet. This was by far the edgiest thing that they had ever done at this point. And like, you could very easily point to some of the gold dust stuff as like the edgiest stuff that they would ever do uh, in like 1995. And like a lot of it is in horrible, horrible taste. Like you watch some of it back now and it's just like, this is bad and this does not age well at all. Yeah. And, and that that's the thing. Like, I, I think it would be a toy. Obviously, it'd be a different story today. You look at 1995. That's just a fucking crazy time to, like, yeah. roll this out and, and, and see what happens. But I like they fucking did it. Like, it's just <laughs> like, it's kind of. It's, uh, I mean, I, it's ballsy. Okay, so is it, it, okay, let me, let me clear. I don't want to be a dick. Like, sure. Yeah, right. This is going to be um, some creative editing on my wanna, part. Like, I'm not saying, like, it was, like, a interesting to do because it, like, provokes, like, homophobia. Like, I'm just saying, like. <laughs> right. It, I mean, the WWE to come out with, like, this character that, like, you know, it's, I mean, not a lot of places were even doing anything like that, you know. No, understand, absolutely. And, and so, and, like, to be fair, and Ryan has not seen this character yet. So, like, you're going to see an interview oh, yeah. for them and you can reserve judgment until that point. Wow. I think that there would have been a way to do this character potentially where it couldn't, where, like, it wouldn't have been bad. But, like, the way that it was done ended up resulting in, like, 
crowds chanting slurs. You can guess what slurs were being chanted at Gold Dust. <laughs> uh, like there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll like give my reevaluation after the ASCA. But okay. Like I, like I said, I don't want to be a good dick. But <laughs> sure. Uh, right. You know. No. The, the, yeah. It's it's that it's it's an interesting take on a character. And like there had been yeah. characters that were like more feminine that would like spray perfume into the crowd and stuff like that. But like this really really leaned heavily mm-hmm. um, in, into that sort of thing um, for better or for worse. But with all of these things in place, so we talked about Dustin, we talked about Gold Dust. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation on whether this character was actually a means of sticking it to Dusty Rhodes. So there had been a lot of rumors that Vince kind of had a love-hate relationship with Dusty. And so as a way of kind of like needling Dusty, hey, let's give him his son this fucking outlandish character that, you know, could very easily bomb and be looked at as something that could kill somebody's career. Um, so it's hard to say for sure, but this is, again, definitely the edgiest thing that WWF had ever done, probably even to this day. So what they would end up doing, they would add his real-life wife. Uh, his real his wife would be cast as his manager, uh, other, a.k.a. his director. He called her his director, uh, Marlena. And so now the Goldust Act was now complete. But Goldust, since he was a pretty featured character, he needed an opponent for WrestleMania 12 in 1996. Ideally, they would find an equally strong character that would not be overshadowed by his larger-than-life personality and somebody that the fans could really rally behind. And so with this in mind, Goldust began to call out none other than Rowdy Roddy Piper. And so Piper at this time in 1996 was the on-screen president of the WWF. He had taken the place of uh, Jack Tunney and Gorilla Monsoon. And he had not actually competed in the ring in nearly two years, but he would give the show some much-needed star power and would give Goldust an opponent he could, quote-unquote, sink his teeth into. So <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's watch a quick promo leading up to this match uh, before we watch it. And this will give you a little bit of insight into the Goldust character. Editing right there. Yeah, good stuff. 1995. So this is his wife, Marlena, just so you know. Oh, man. This is like 1995 for the guests. <laughs> I am big. It's the pictures that got small. Sunset Boulevard, 1950. Oh, but you were always big, Mr. President Piper, weren't you? At one time, you were literally huge. As a matter of fact, some of my earliest teenage fantasies derived right from this very pit. Watching you from the hills, I hung on your every word as each syllable spilled from your luscious lips. I sunk deeper and deeper into my own sea of ecstasy when you exploded that coconut over the head of one superfly. Oh, I myself erupted 
pleasure. Like a rock-hard mountain of lust. Mm-hmm. And that skirt. Oh, yes, we mustn't forget that skirt. I spend many hours of quality time alone just contemplating crepes of wrath. But President Piper, things are different now, aren't they? You have moved into a new set. And that set is one Hollywood. But you forget. That's my set. Though I've seen you in some of those films. I even got quite the rise out of They Live. Yes, you have done quite well for yourself, Mr. President Piper. As a matter of fact, you may even one day go down as an all-time Hollywood great. Hmm. Maybe a great, but not the greatest. That title only belongs to one. Gold dust. So sit back, President Piper, and like the gentleman that you are, accept what is, simply as what is. That being your role as a World Wrestling Federation president, and merely my lowly, Extra when it comes to Tinseltown. Oh, by the way, maybe, just maybe, if you're a good little boy, I'll even treat you to a little something extra. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Extreme please. You remember the name, and you will never forget. Gold dust. I don't care who he's directed by. That's one of the worst films. One of the worst pieces. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> there you have it, Ryan. That was a lot. Um... So, uh, uh, thoughts on what you just saw? I know there's a lot to take in there. Do you stand by what you say? <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I feel so. I don't know that that was crazy. To, like, was that what you were expecting, or was that like was it not? No, like, it was like it was like it was like much more of like I was thinking a little bit lighter on that like aspect. Okay, you thought it was going to be like uh, more of a not, real human being. Not that light as all. They went very, very over the top with the Gold Dust character. Like, there was no yeah, subtlety yeah. whatsoever to it. Yeah. It was like y- you would see this guy for like 10 seconds and instantly know, like, what they were trying to get across with that. Yeah. And, like, I have to think your audience at the time was like, well, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. I'm upset now. Like, <laughs> right. They were. They were. And he, and like, yeah. if you saw him wrestle, his, his matches were very much that same thing. Like he would like touch himself and rub himself. He would touch and rub his opponents. Like he'd do a lot of very sexually suggestive things as like a means of kind of like getting a crowd response for again, better or for worse. Well, I guess I'm going to just like see, but like, it seems like he, he had that. Is that not a, like a sellout, like fucking from where he was with like his dad (laughs) on that, like to what that was 
I guess maybe from what you show me first to what sure. you show me right there is could not be further apart. You it, know, it was quite a transformation. So he had had a little bit of a falling out with his dad. His dad was still in WCW. Dustin like got fired from WCW not because of his dad or anything, but they kind of had a falling out. And then he went to the WWE. And I think anytime that you're the son of like someone famous, and this is true probably of any medium, not even just professional wrestling, but, but especially in pro wrestling, if you're the someone's son, you're always going to be compared to them. And like Dusty Rhodes casts an enormous shadow. And to be fair, Dustin as like this cowboy character was in all likelihood, he was always going to be a lesser than version of Dusty. So the only way to kind of break out of that and make a name for himself is to do something completely different. Now, did they have to go quite the route that they did? Probably not, but that's what ended up happening. It's it's kind of like, you know, honestly, like, it's a little bit like respectable that he like went and fucking did it all in like that. It's fucking it's it's it, that's an interesting clip like <laughs> from like back then. That's just an interesting like portrayal of like what it is a time capsule. Uh, they they would it, never it, yeah, exactly. ever do that uh, now, nor very, should they. <laughs> But no, I think you can have problems with how this character was presented while at the same time respecting what Dustin was doing. Because, like, he put 100% effort into it. Like, most guys, if presented with a character like that, they would probably half-ass it. They would not put their heart into it. Um, He, for, you have to commend him, if nothing else, for the fact that, like, he went full bore with it and, like, he made it successful, whereas many people would not. That's what I mean by like. Okay, so you put it in much better terms. Right? <laughs> I that's I didn't mean sellout in a way that like sure. he's a sellout like, but I mean like he really like went from like one thing to like totally like the opposite mm-hmm. of like what you know. It's just like it's a crazy jump, you know. Yeah, and for he, sure. I, you know, I assume they, you know, they, they. I don't know how much they paid him, but he did. He jumped in that character and fucking ran with it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that he did very well for himself, especially you know yeah, in those those yeah. first couple of years after making making the jump over. So, uh, so now that we've seen that promo, um, despite the kilt, uh, Roddy Piper was always considered a man's man. Uh, so it stands oh. to reason. Oh, go ahead. Can I? What, was the kilt that he was wearing like a little bit of a? He's wearing he was wearing like a skirt. You're talking about gold dust kilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was that, a, like, that was a reference to Piper. He didn't normally wear a kilt. I mean, I, okay. All right, I just want to make sure. No, no, I don't. I mean, I was a. I, it, it could, it could, it could be a, a kill or it could be a schoolgirls like outfit. Like, I mean, it could be. You know. He so so Goldust outfit was usually so it was like the gold rubber bodysuit, and then he would have like this uh, flowery gold robe that he would also wear. But like that kilt thing that he was wearing, the plaid skirt, was a kilt, Roddy Piper. that was a Roddy Piper thing. He only was wearing that okay. because he was like calling Piper out. Yeah. That was not a normal part of the gold dust garb. There's um, a lot of skirt action going on. So a lot of, <laughs> well, we might see yeah. some more skirt action. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, so it stands to reason that with all with Piper kind of considering himself to be a man's man, he would not take kindly to the advances of gold dust. So the match was made for WrestleMania, the very first ever Hollywood backlot brawl, which would take place between Roddy Piper and Goldust. And also, just to give you a little bit of a sign of the times before we watch the match, WrestleMania was taking place just a couple of months after the OJ verdict. Uh, and apparently, there were some internal conversations about bringing OJ in for a match. There was discussions about Roddy Piper versus OJ before it was decided that may be in bad taste. <laughs> 
It's fucking classic 1995, you know. Gotta, gotta love 1995. Willing to do fucking anything for uh, for a set of eyeballs on that TV. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the match. That's the thing. Uh, we'll come back to you with our thoughts on Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Go Dust. Right after this break. Go Dust is just trying to get out of there. Look out! He's running over him. He's gonna hit him. He just hit him. He just hit Roddy Piper. This is totally out of hand. Roddy Piper was hit by a car. This is going to get ugly. This is going to get ugly. There's no rules. And, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. What is he doing? No. Roddy Piper. Look at Marlena. Piper, I think, just kissed Goldust. Look at Marlena. What is he? Roddy Piper has just found Goldust. And Marlena... We are back. We just watched Rowdy Roddy Piper take on... Gold Dust at WrestleMania 12. Ryan's record going into this match, which I made the common mistake that I often do of not saying what his record was. Going into this match, it was 24 and 21. So you had a little bit, you were starting to make a little bit of space uh, above yeah. that 500 record, Ryan. Um, unfortunately, Ryan was not accurate in his prediction. He did choose Gold Dust to take the match, but unfortunately, Rowdy, Roddy Piper took it. What did you think, Ryan? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole thing. Part one, part two. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be one of those matches where, like, you know, you can't like really predict it. Like, I think Roddy Piper was like the obvious choice, mm-hmm. but felt like this time I was going to, you know, um, try to go a little bit, like, you know. Yeah. What what uh, what was kind of the rationale behind picking Goldust in this case? Like he he was. Like the antagonist, yeah. Like, sure. He was kind of the uh, new kid on the block. They wanted to establish him as kind of being a big threat. Was that kind of your your, your method of thinking? Like, and- you got to get the shit beat out of him in the initial, like, you know, Matt. And I didn't have much to do with it, but I was like, you know, when he goes in there, like, and he, yeah, he's, just, he's a character, you know. He's a character <laughs> for sure. Like, he's a guy that has to be, like, repre- like represented to some degree. And, like, you know, he could he could be, you know, the new the new kind of like bad guy of the WWE. <laughs> that's or, that's uh, true. You know. That is true. So it wasn't meant to be that. That's what I was, I was incorrect, obviously, but <laughs> that was the thought process that went through my head. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that puts you, I should write this down before I forget. That puts you at 24 and 22, man. We've Which watched a lot bad. of matches. Pretty no, that's pretty good. good. That's the 46th <laughs> match that we've watched together so far. Yeah. It's wild. You're quite a, quite a professional at this point. Did you like the match? I did. I did like the match. All right. I liked I liked the whole match combined. I think I don't think I would have liked it as much if it was just the match. Right. I mean, in my rating of this match, should the part one play into it? Oh, I think it should because it's yeah, it's two okay. parts yeah. of the of the same thing. I think they really go hand in good. hand. It was good. I like that. I, I think they should do more of that. Like, uh, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Was that you know what it kind of reminded me of that I just thought of like while we were sitting here talking about it right now is the uh, the graveyard match. Mm. where they start in the graveyard and then they end yeah. up going out to the ring for like a little bit and like a little bit of shit happens there, but most of it happens yeah. Yeah. elsewhere. 
I think you this know, I love those types of matches. Yeah, the spit on the grave. Uh, I think this was probably a little bit stronger of a match than the graveyard match, but yeah, both kind of similar similar sorts of concepts. Um, so as far as my notes here, so we had a little promo package kind of building up like the rivalry between Goldust and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Any thoughts on the little promo video? Kind of presented Piper more as kind of like the main character of that scene of that uh, of the angle storyline. I. No, I don't have too many thoughts on the right. promo. That's fine. We'll we'll yeah. jump ahead. Uh, then they show Marlena backstage, which again, Marlena, his ma- Goldust manager, was his real life wife at the time. Yeah. They would later get divorced. But what's that? Attractive. She's attractive. She, she's woman. an attractive. She was around for quite a while, actually. Like they, her and uh, and Dustin ended up getting divorced while they were both still in the WWF, and she was yeah. uh, still a character for like many years afterwards. Yeah, yeah. She's like you could tell. <laughs> Takes good care of herself. Um, then we cut to the backlot brawl itself. So it, it, we, our first shot is Rowdy Rowdy Piper with a baseball bat. He's just kind of waiting there uh, for gold dust. You made the the comment that he looks like Mark Wahlberg, which I've never heard about Piper, but I don't I don't hate I think, that comparison. I think it was like his, him and his jeans was a little bit of a different style for him that I've seen. Sure, uh, usually it's a kilt and trunks. Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, he just you know. In his dress, awesome. good-looking guy, you know. Like, he, you know, that's why. That's why he was in movies, Ryan, because he's such yeah, a handsome yeah. man. Um, it makes sense why Goldust would, you know, be fawning over him. He's such an right, attractive right. guy. Uh, so then, after Piper waits there for just a moment or so, Goldust arrives in his gold Cadillac. It was nice. I like that. That's a good touch. Vegas Ryan, <laughs> all gold. Like <laughs> if Vegas Ryan can arrange for a gold Cadillac, I think that that would suit you perfectly. There's nothing Greta would like tooling around in more than a gold caddy. If she didn't, we'd have you know have big, discussion. You big know? problems. I think the cat's just hanging out in the back seat. <laughs> oh, each window, just each window. Outside. Yeah, going by the just driving through the Grand Canyon in a gold caddy. That sounds like fucking heaven. Yeah. Um, quick, and there's a couple of things about this match that are kind of interesting. One thing that we talked about, uh, while we were actually watching it. So the, the backlot brawl portion of the match was taped, I want to say two days prior to the like live in ring stuff. Um, the reason why Piper had like the fire hose out and stuff was because they weren't sure if it was going to be raining on the day of WrestleMania or not. So what he did was he like used the hose to wet everything down so they could say, Hey, regardless of whether it's raining or not, it's wet because Piper blasted the hose everywhere. Hold on. I don't understand that. What? So what? So, say, so say, I mean, sure, sure, sure. sure. So, yeah. so let's say you're a fan in the audience, right? Like you're at WrestleMania 12 in Anaheim for that yeah. show. If you would have been watching the show and you see, whether it's, it's raining or not, like you see the weather, you're going to be like, it's not like that outside. And no, so what they did was live. Piper used the hose and blasted it all around to basically cover. So it's wet. And so that's, you know, it's wet. It's a, it's a wet environment, okay, regardless okay, of okay. whether it's sunny, whether it's raining, whatever, it's a wet environment. That's kind of, a, this is the attention like to detail. Take. Like it's a fucking Los Angeles, you know, like one. And like, who that I would have never, you know, but I, you know, I'm not the most observant person in the fucking world. So like, well, I think a lot of uh, people wouldn't have picked up on it, but you know, like there's certain things that like, they don't give a fuck about when it comes to attention yeah. to detail. And there's other things where it's like things that people well, would never pick up on. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but there was no blood on the Bronco and then there was blood on the Bronco. You know, I was, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I didn't see any blood on the Bronco. We didn't get a good shot of it when he was pulling out, but uh, his hand, I think his hand was bleeding when they left. They, I don't okay, know. Then, uh, well, maybe, but they threw a lot. There was observant amount of blood. Right. An obvious amount of blood uh, yeah. on that on that fucking door. When, anyway, I'm just saying it's an interesting take to like worry about whether or not it rained in Los Angeles <laughs> two days ago and like to bring a fucking fire hose out there. Like, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of a lot of work. You got to have your priorities in order. Uh, yeah, so, it seems like they did. So they kind of a big brawl. Uh, Piper hits Goldust with a bat a couple times. He threw him into like a very large garbage container and then he also took like kind of like the smaller whatever you want to call it aluminum something garbage can and kind of smashed him over the head a couple times with it you mentioned that if you had to be hit with any weapon in a wrestling match you would choose a garbage can which i don't disagree with i think that would probably be the best move because those garbage can cans are like flimsy as fuck it looks like it's like a pop can you know like (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it's just aluminum that like but yeah so pretty much yeah Um, there was a couple of like punches that just looked brutal. I know. So Piper apparently did break his hand in that match, like punching Goldust in the head. Supposedly like he got his hand, his arm in a cast after that shoot. And then he cut the cast off so he could do, uh, the, the stuff in ring a couple days later. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's what, like, it's a not pussy move. It's a not pussy move, right? Like you guys, (laughs) it's a, you know, you call wrestlers like pussies because they, you know, do whatever. But like, you know, that's some of the shit they have to go through. I, I don't. Of course. I, yeah. I mean, you mean you I know that I've never called wrestlers pussies for the record. You're talking about society. The general, like, you know, <laughs> sphere. Everybody's just uh, called wrestlers pussies all the time. Some might, some might call wrestlers pussies, but like, you know, the shit they have to go through. You don't. It's what you don't see you know, on the uh, on the. uh Behind the curtains, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. No, Piper was a tough dude. Like, uh, it's pretty well documented. He was uh, not one to be trifled with. Stabbed multiple times, cut his own cast off. He was a bad, bad man. He looks like he looks like he looks like a bad dude with with jeans on. (laughs) (laughs) He looks he looks like a guy with no one to fuck with back in an alley. Even if I drove up in a gold Cadillac, like I just you know. And I know you're a big fan of honky tonks, Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the song? Not that this gets a lot of play in honky tonks, I don't imagine, but have you heard the Johnny Donkey Cash? Donk, donk. No, not, com- not fucking big and rich. God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> shut up. No. <laughs> uh, not bo- big and rich, but okay. Have you ever heard Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash? No. You've never heard Boy. What the fuck no. is wrong with you? You're Dude. dropping honky tonk, badonka donk, but you've never heard Boy Named Sue? To be honest, I'll listen to it. I'll give it a listen, but I'm not a huge like Johnny Cash like fan. Oh, fuck now, I yourself. Know that makes me kind of a bitch. Yeah, like, a big bitch. I'm just not like, I'm just, it's not who I am. I listen to more like shitty country, like you know, 2012 <laughs> country. Like, I appreciate but, that you're at least willing to admit that. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's a step in the right direction. But the, the story behind Boy Named Sue is it was a son who was named Sue. And like his whole life, he like got tormented and picked on and beat up and shit. And so like he swears a vow that if he ever ever meets his dad who like skipped town that he's going to like basically kill his dad. And then at the very end, so they kind of tell this story over the course of the song and like not to ruin it, but just get this point across that I'm talking about here. 
Uh, he eventually meets his dad. They get in a big bar fight. And he's like, why did you name me Sue? And his dad's like, well, I knew I was not going to be there around for you. I knew that I was going to skip town. So I gave you the name Sue so that you'd grow up to be a tough guy and you could learn to fend for yourself. And so then they hug it out and they're good buddies. And like he forgives his dad and they like, so Piper's kilt is the same thing. You got to be a tough fucking dude if you're going to walk around yeah. in a kilt okay. is my point. Boy uh, named Sue. That's nice. Yeah, no, And I maybe will. Li- I'm going to listen to that song. Like, I, it's a great but, fucking song. No. A great I, fucking song. It sounds song. like a good song. It sounds like a fucking great song. Just play it in front of your roommates. I think they'll all really like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get on that. They'll be like, oh, you've never heard this song before? You're an idiot. I, I, I know that would be the case. Like I said, I, <laughs> I'm not, a, I, I am a pussy fucking country fan. <laughs> <laughs> so. you're, t- <laughs> you're taking it probably further than I would, but uh, you know what? I'm not going to argue down on that. Uh, I don't even remember where I left off. So we have the punches, Piper's thrown into the garbage can. Eventually, Goldust runs into the Cadillac, backs up, and then he runs over Roddy Piper. So Piper was trying to like leap on the hood of the car. Uh, it He did kind of, but he also got hit by us. <laughs> well, like, the only the thing with that is like the announcers got so shocked at that point. Like, oh my God, he just got hit by a car. Like, right. They were not like as shocked as, you know, Goldface was getting hit. Don't call him Goldface. Please don't call him Goldface. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. It was, it was an unfair, like, again, kind of analysis of what was happening. You think that they should have reacted bigger when he got hit by the car is what you're saying? No, I think they should have reacted bigger throughout the entire. I mean, you know, our guy was getting beat. <laughs> Which guy's our guy? Just so we know, Piper or no, Golda. Gold, gold, golden face is our guy. Okay, got it. I'm on board. Um, I mean, it was it was it was pretty clear that he was getting kind of taken for a ride the entire since he brought the Cadillac. His windows were smashed out. Mm-hmm. His his Cadillac. Think how much that's going to cost him. You know. Yeah, that's good. That's a setback. Um, Luckily, he's Hollywood yeah. royalty. So you had to deal with all that, and then all of a sudden, you know, after you know getting beat with a trash can, getting thrown into the tails with all the food in it, like you know, thrown into a dumpster several times. Right. Several good like, you know, punches to his, you know. And then they get upset that he got hit by a car a little bit <laughs> as he rides on the hood. Like, just just hit by a car a little bit. There's some bias in there for sure. Like, you know, I would say. Uh I don't think you're wrong about that. That there was probably a little bit of a Piper bias, but hey, Piper's Piper's got the edge. He's been around for, you know, over a decade by that point. He is he's Piper got was, the Piper was kicking his fucking ass, man. Like he yeah. was. He was Mark Wahlberg yeah. style is pretty cool. So Mark after <laughs> after Goldust drives off, that's when Piper and in fact you called this even before Piper got in. When Goldust like went in reverse, he backed into a white Bronco and then drove off. And you even called like the OJ Bronco thing. And so Piper right. gets into the Bronco, uh, drives off after Goldust, and then then over the course of WrestleMania, it's interspersed with clips of the actual OJ Bronco chase, but it's presented as if it's. Piper chasing gold dust. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was gonna. It just it looked like that. I, <laughs> but they, I mean, they brought it in. It was, just, you know, I mean, I, I guess you can't like not recognize that style of Bronco. You know? Yeah, and and like it's far less tasteless than bringing OJ in for a wrestling match. So as far as if like they're trying to be topical and they're trying to like interweave that uh, that storyline that uh, you know public event into their narrative then that's probably the best possible way to do it kind of tongue-in-cheek 
Uh, but then they pull into the Anaheim pond. So Goldust, Goldust, Golden Face, he drives in first, and then Piper pulls up right next to him. Uh, Piper's kind of stalking him into the arena. Finally, they get out in front of fans exchanging. Pretty quickly, I would say within about a minute and a half to two minutes, you made your pick of Goldust at this point. Just And that yeah. was basically based on the fact that he'd gotten his ass kicked for so much, you just assumed, like, okay, it's bound to turn it around at some point, yeah. I didn't. I don't think that was the reason for my pick this time. Okay. I picked him because I thought he was going to be the guy that like, you know, was just this kind of like stand up, like fucking crazy moment where this guy becomes a huge <laughs> asshole and no one, but he becomes like the villain, you know? Like, right. And, sure. Uh, I, I, I thought that I, I didn't usually, I pick it because they're getting their ass beat, but I didn't this time. <laughs> I just, but I made the wrong pick, I guess. So in, in retrospect, re uh, realign how I, I think after you made the pick, that's when Goldust uh, grabbed Piper's butt. Like he he set him up like he was going to do pile drive him, and then he just started massaging yeah, Piper's yeah. butt. I think at that point you were like, hmm, this this pick may be problematic. Uh, there's a couple low blows back and forth. Um, Piper's getting choked out with his own shirt. Really, where the match kind of turns is where. Um, Goldust is kind of climbing the top rope. Piper hits the top rope to like shake Goldust and he lands crotch first onto the, uh, the top turnbuckle. And then yeah. Goldust headbutts Piper a couple times and then delivers a big kiss. And that's when Piper gets real mad that he got kissed by Goldust. So he starts firing off punches. He grabbed Goldust by the balls and he starts kneeing Goldust in the balls, spanking Goldust. And finally the match ends when Roddy Piper strips Goldust down to his thong and bustier. <laughs> what a fucking like part of the match. I like, <laughs> I, I kind of forgot about that for a second, but like, holy shit. There's uh, a lot going on in a relatively short amount of time. We saw a lot of, yeah. of shit. And like, I think all of it up until this, like it was all just like fucking like hit him in the balls as much as you can. Like it was all like <laughs> fucking like cheap shots to the balls. Like both of them, not the one of them, both of them were fucking doing it. Like, yeah, no. Good. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, a little disappointing, but like, fuck! Like, both of these motherfuckers, like, <laughs> a lot of ball uh, hits. Just a lot of ball hits. Like, I haven't seen a match like won or lost on ball hits today. I saw a loss or a match <laughs> won and lost for sure. Well, hopefully, we don't have yeah. to see too many in in the near future. But I guess uh, I guess we'll see. I think the most standout moment of Piper disrobing Goldust was he tried for so long to get the bodysuit completely off and it was just getting stuck at the feet. Yeah, and yeah. eventually, I think it just broke in the middle and, and Piper gave up and then just kneed him in the balls one more time and called it good. He also has some good ass grabs, too. Who, to Piper? <laughs> wait, some good... Wait. Yeah, Piper had some good ass grabs. Oh, like I remember him spanking Goldust. Was there something else that I... Maybe, th- maybe it was more spanks, but like they okay. were like full-on like hand, you know. Like, right. To the ass spanks. Do you think that Greta would like you wearing the same uh, lingerie that Goldust was adorned in during WrestleMania 12? I don't know for sure. I don't know. It's hard to say. I think if you had, believe but like, if you I had the know. bleach blonde shorn hair and yeah. you were painted gold with the the negligee, I think that might be the look. Um, it is hard to say, but. I'm, Maybe. I'm closing my eyes right now and I'm trying to picture your body. Yeah. In it's that. Big. It's <laughs> chunks. 
Yeah, you got to cover. Yeah, <laughs> chunks. You got to cover the chunks. Which, uh, wow. so speaking of that, uh, we our final shot of the match is Marlena covering Goldust up. So he, if you, I don't know if you noticed this because there's a lot going on. So she's covering up his his butt with like a jacket or something that she got. He is covering his top the whole time he's running out of the arena, like you know, like yeah. a woman would do. Yeah. yeah. Like, um. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know the match was over. I thought maybe, like, always when, when those things happen and they're just kind of, like, running off the stage, which happened, like, several... I'm, is it over? Or are they, like, going to come back? Right. Or, Usually, like, um, the cue is, hey, are they playing music? Okay, good. That's the end of the match. Like, whatever. Yeah. Th- that one was but, weird because there was no referee whatsoever. Like, it wasn't an officially sanctioned match. But for all intents yeah. and purposes, Piper won. Yeah, it was, it was more clear, I would say, than several matches that we've had with the fucking referees. <laughs> So just so everyone knows how I feel about some calls. Perfect. I, I appreciate you yeah. you clarifying. People were worried about that. Let's let's uh let's rank it. Let's rank it. Oh, let's see. Good luck. This is a tough one to rank. I don't know where I'd put it. This this is gonna be a tough one to rank. I feel like they're getting like significantly more difficult. And that makes sense, but you know, you don't have to do it, so <laughs> it's my it's it's your gift and your curse, Ryan. Yeah. You're cursed by having to do it, and yet you're gifted because anytime I com- I argue with you, you're just like, well, it's not your fucking loose to her. Yeah. So, you know, you get the benefits of both. I This is, yeah. It, <sighs> trying to think about, like, I mostly I'm trying to think of, like, fair places to put these matches now. And I, like. So, okay, let's, let's kind of start from scratch here. So you said you liked it. I did. I did, did you love uh, it? No. Okay. So that's. And how we have this was the forty sixth match that we've watched so far. To me, I think it goes like somewhere between like twenty two and twenty six. So you basically want to put this above Sasha and Bianca Belair? Yeah. Is that the yeah, idea? I okay, that. I believe that makes it the new twenty six. Um, it's it's tough to knock Steve Austin down a spot, but I think that was true. a weak match by Steve Austin. You know, so sure. Well, you still is still above or below the Stone Cold Steve Austin. It just happens to be above Stunning yeah. Steve Austin. Uh, and let me just, for all of our female listenership, I just want to say uh, Ryan's opinions are of not reflective of my own. Uh, his misogynistic <laughs> rankings, <laughs> yeah, his misogynistic rankings, where he insists upon singling out these female matches and then bumping those down intentionally, uh, I don't agree with. I keep giving him opportunity opportunities to not no, do that, and yet he goes out of his way to do it nonetheless. So I, I made I, this decision intentionally to make sure my rankings were in line with everybody. You have uh, men, women, gay, straight. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, the head scientific chauvinist Ryan Murphy. He's uh, he's doing good work, <laughs> doing good work. Ever, ever, everybody. Okay, new twenty six. Perfect. We got that in place. I think it's time, Ryan. It's time to finish this thing out. I got a I got a good piece of wisdom for everybody, Ryan. I think you're going to be really excited about this. Yeah. Do you do you recall last episode's uh, wisdom tree by any chance? Because you got mad at me. You were upset with me about it. Was it the pond? It was the, the pond, pond thing. The pond drippings. The pond drippings and kind of giving people pond advice. Right, exactly. So you got a little bit mad at me. So I, I wanted to kind of take it a step back. And so, you know, uh, I, I took what you said to heart. And I know not everybody has ponds. Some, the vast majority of the Markomaniacs listening, we've done the studies, we've done the science. They, Most of them are pond-owning individuals, like myself, which is the type of people that I would want listening to this program. But I know, you know, there may be a very small subset 
section of people that don't own a pond. So any pond maintenance advice may fall upon deaf ears. So uh, here's what I'll, what I'll tell you, because I know, again, not everybody owns a pond. So here's a piece of, uh, of equipment that I'm sure everybody owns. So for all you printer-owning individuals, my advice to you is that you have an extra ink cartridge just tucked away. So that way, you know, inevitably, when your ink cartridge for the printer that you own in your home, uh, when that runs out of ink, uh, then you can just have another ink cartridge ready to go. And so you never have less than one uh, kind of tucked away in the in the in the chamber, so to speak. <laughs> I think more people have pawns than printers, Eric. I, you're you're just like you're pushing how much shit you have with your fucking printer and your fucking pawn. It does, and, and no one, I like, no one has a fucking printer. Eric. This is a shocking revelation. People don't have printers. No one. I, more people have pods than people that have printers. I'm almost certain that like 75% of our listenership have, have pods and printers. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. I'm positive. That's no, it's, I mean, the Hardmark podcast where you can go for all your pod maintenance advice, printer ownership, uh, advice, all the things that people have, the I, one percenters that listen to this program. I went to print some stuff out. Because I had to go to UPS to do it. Because no one has a fuck. I have five roommates, Eric. No one has a printer. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And and I, the guy was like, I was printing out like six pieces of paper. He's like, it's twenty six dollars. And at that point, I had what? already been around the block, and I like I've had to print so much shit off at like FedEx or like Kinkos or like fucking whatever. I've had to, I was like, and I I finally like. I didn't snap. I was like, but I was like, $26 for six pieces of paper, $26. And I was like, it's like, first of all, like I'm not paying $26. (laughs) I didn't say, I was like, I was like, but I was like, that can't be like actually right. Right. And like, he came back and he like, he was like, no, like it is. And I was like, then I just can't get them. I just won't get them. <laughs> like, I'm sorry you printed them, but I'm not going to, like, take them. I'm just going to. And I, not being, a, like, again, and then, like, someone else came up there, like, and then they, it was, like, like $6, which I was, like, fuck, that's still, like, outrageous, but, like, yeah. fucking pay for it. I drove all the way here. What was, <laughs> like, the- they have to, like, they're printing some shit, but, like, uh, six dollars, twenty six dollars though. Like, what the fuck is happening? What was the rationale for it being twenty six dollars? Was it I fucking no laminated color mistake, or or uh, like were these just black? I, and- I, I don't. I was blown away. I was like, like, how does this happen? Like, but like, only blown away so much. Like, because I'm like, <laughs> printing is so fucking expensive. Like, sure. But I'm not going to pay $26 to do it. Fuck that. Like, I'll just buy a printer like Eric. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just jo- join the join the landed gentry over here with our pawns and our yeah. fucking printers. It would be really great. Uh, quick question around this transaction for you, Ryan. Did you tip that guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost left. <laughs> he printed the things, Ryan. This was a trick. It was. I'm not. You should have tipped him. Even if he didn't. There was a, I mean. What a, you know, and I think we talked about it last time, but what I'm saying is like they, they don't even ask for it anymore. It's not like on the wrist. They just, it's on their little, like, you know, their, pe- their keypad, you know, where you run your debit card and it's like, oh, do you want to say 15%, 20 or 25? Right. And the, and the option for zero is like fucking hidden or you have to just like exit out of it. Like, sure. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, when you said 20, usually I'm not like confrontational. Usually I'll just be like, fuck it, I'll pay whatever. Like, it's right. fine. But like, $26 for six sheets. I was like, I'm not, like, I'm just going to leave. Every man's got to have a code, Ryan. And then $26 for six sheets of paper. That's uh, that's a fair code to have, I think, in my opinion. That's like, 
What is that amount? What is, what is math on that? Let's see. That's uh, four bucks a, a sheet. Right. Yeah, it's about four bucks a sheet. Yeah, so Christmas. That's crazy, dude. Just about. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I, again, I'll pay for whatever. I got <laughs> If I got to get a service, like I'll just pay it. But like that was the one thing that like fucking like I was like, you crossed the line, UPS. <laughs> You fucking crossed the line. You've made a powerful enemy in Ryan Buford Murphy today. Even myself, I will like leave if you're going to charge me $26 for six sheets. So, Well, there there you have it, everybody. Maybe next next episode I might come at you with some uh, uh, shop maintenance, maybe some two-car garage tips that you can keep in mind. I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. It's something for the common man that we can all all appreciate at the end of the day. But time will tell. Time will tell what I hit people with. Uh, anything else, Ryan, that's on your mind that you want to spit at the people? I gave everything I had to this, uh, <laughs> I think I, to this podcast. I think I lost like four pounds during this thing. I am a, I've been wearing a sweatband this whole time, yeah, it's, everybody. It's hot. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> feel like LeBron James right now, in a, in a, in a, not in a good way, in a bad way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, with that said, if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. He also has some good ass grabs, too. 